Welcome into yet another edition of the Common Law of Baseball podcast. Got a special one. We're in the offseason, so we got to get a little bit creative here. I'm Eric Hanneman, joined as always by Johnny Inguajado. Johnny, we're back. We're doing this here, again. It wasn't a one and done. Here we are. We're back again. And this one, we got Johns versus Eric's. We're going to do our best teams. Yeah. We're going to try to field our teams of players who have existed in Major League Baseball throughout time that mm-hmm. share our first name, and we're going to go through each position and go against each other. And I don't know how we're going to decide who wins, but eh, it's it's fun regardless. It's fun regardless, and I'll tell you what, you're going to have to buckle up because we put in some research. These aren't household <laughs> names necessarily. No, not, not necessarily. All. Maybe if you were around in the 50s or the 40s or maybe the 60s, and you were really into baseball then, there's going to be household names, but not today. I don't think anyone's going to hear of many of these names, at least from my side. Maybe I'm, half. I think I know. I've I've brainstormed some Johns, too. Like, coming into this, we don't know who each of us are going to pick, but I've got a few Johns, right. and I wonder if you've chosen those ones and vice versa in terms of uh, me with the Eric's. But there was something else right before we came on that you wanted me to fill out, and I did, and it has to do with the 2019 MLB season. And this is similar to what? So, uh, the, the fans get to pick the 2019 All-MLB team? Yes, this is similar to um, kind of like an All-NBA structure. I don't know, however, if fans vote for that. I think that might be right. um, a league nominated. I'm not exactly sure. But I, I guess here's MLB's take on the all, all-encompassing team, the best team you can field. It's kind of like, uh, it's like the fans choosing who is the best at each position. I guess is it? it that's fair it, to say. It, it really is. It's like a. I guess you could equate it to a combined conference version of the Pro Bowl. In my opinion, okay. Would probably be the closest thing, although the Pro Bowl also splits it by conference. So, and it's also kind of like just like that that award that was what best uh, analytics best defensive def- uh, player like what? that. That was based on analytics, but like it's almost like that didn't really matter compared to Gold Glove. It's still a thing. It's like this, just like this is like right, right. Not gonna have too much bearing, you know. People are gonna be like, "Oh, cool, I won that," or maybe, but also at the same time, it's not like uh, the Gold Glove or Silver Slugger error like on that level, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, you never know how some of these awards can turn out. They can become big in a hurry. Right. But is, it, enough, uh, is this new? I believe this is the first time they've ever really done it. I've never heard of it before. All right, we're recording here on a late November 25th night, Monday night, and this vote, so if you're listening to this and you want to get in on it, uh, it's the voting is open until December 3rd at 5 p.m., I wonder how many we have correct. So this is all encompassing. It's the all MLB team. So it's the best in of of both leagues, and so yeah. it's one for each position, three outfield, of course, three starting pitchers, and two relief pitchers. Uh, no, so, five starting pitchers. Oh, it's five. It is five. Full rotation. I only voted for three. You can select up to five, but I, <laughs> I guess can, you could select as many as you want, really. Okay, so I, I guess I should go back and 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 choose two more. <laughs> You're right. It should be five. It's that's a whole rotation. I'll have my my, my fourth and fifth. Yeah, it's not it's not too hard. You get just think of the Giants, no. really. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll go through this relatively quick here, uh, and and uh, we'll just go back and forth. Uh, starting at first base, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I chose I chose Freddie Freeman. I respect that. I respect right, that. So that I, means you I, did I went it. with Josh Bell. Interesting. I, this, I, Josh Bell fell off to me. Yeah, 
it was a tale of two the end seasons. of the second half wasn't too hot, but I kind of based it on, you know, this guy really came out of, not necessarily nowhere, but he really came out of nowhere and put up some monster numbers. And I, I just, I felt that over the course of the year, he was just kind of a consistent, uh, this guy's a superstar kind of name for first base. So I, I felt out of the pool, he was uh, the best choice. I just felt, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like he fell off, uh, and I think Freddie Freeman overall. And I, I used um, just combination of things. I, I probably favored someone who has a higher average a little bit more, so I, I just chose Freddie Fair Freeman. Enough. And uh, you know, he was just start to finish good this, uh, really good this season. Second base wasn't too hard for me. I think it was pretty cut and dry. Even though this guy didn't play second base the entire season per se, but he was listed here, so I'm picking DJ Lemayhew. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. I think that's kind of a no brainer. The only person I saw who was challenging him, uh, I think, was Jose Altuve. And I looked at it yeah. and I said, all right, Altuve has a little bit more power numbers this year. But average-wise, I'm looking at it and I say, okay, uh, you know, DJ, DJ, I mean, you would think Altuve, a guy who hit pretty high in his career, he only hit like 296 only, but uh, 297 this year. And, you know, DJ was at 327. So I, I just figured he outplayed Altuve a little bit this year, in my opinion. But uh, I, I'm, I thought this one was pretty cut and dry. But one of those two, and I chose LeMahieu. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, you know, DJ also had over 100 more bats than Altuve and uh, really maintained an excellent batting average, excellent OPS. And, I mean, he, he's another one. He was just, his name was, was constantly being tossed around for the MVP all season long. So, I mean, you know, coming down to it, it's kind of a no-brainer. is the best at his position, at least. Definitely. Um, shortstop was was actually um, interesting. I'll let you go first on shortstop. Shortstop was very interesting. Um, I, I, I went with a guy that he's, he doesn't play on my favorite team, but I just love the guy as a player. And I went with Xander Bogart. Had an excellent season. Really, his numbers are insane for a shortstop. His numbers, most RBIs out of short, shortstop, highest OPS. Um, I believe he also had the highest slugging. I mean, he he was just a monster all year round. So it was just kind of uh, it made perfect sense for me to pick him. Yeah, if anyone knows me, uh, I am a Yankee fan, so it's hard for me not to to be. I mean, I, I almost just admitted to having some bias for the Red Sox, uh, but I was I I chose it. So you can never never say I did not pick a Red Sox. Oh, and had bias against the Red Sox. I chose Xander as well. I think numbers wise. Oh, just, there we go. He was above and nice. beyond. And honestly, like if I picked the best, because um, you know Glaber was on here because he played. He was. He played uh, shortstop a little bit when Didi was out, so I guess they decided, all right, we'll put DJ at second and we'll put Glaber at short. I guess, but um, the only, only per- other person I thought about taking was Lindor, and he just didn't have enough. He he didn't drive in as many runs this year. Um, but I think those two are number one, and number two, in my personal opinion. For guys who I think about shortstops, even though Glaber probably will end up being the shortstop next season for the Yankees. Um, those are one, two for me. Probably, I still have Lindor above Bogarts, but last season I put Bogarts over Lindor. Yeah, and I mean another dark horse that could have been considered, although his numbers weren't overly strong, would have been uh, Jorge Polanco. Mm-hmm. Had a good, nice breakout season. But it's it's a good, nice little note. Marcus Semin, AL MVP finalist. We yeah. don't even think he's a top. Do we think he's a top three? Shortstop? Because I don't even think it's a top three shortstop. Uh, this season. No. Yeah, I probably I probably put 
personally put Glaber over him. But then I put Glaber over him. I put Xander and I put Lindor all over him. But the, and maybe even Trevor Story. Maybe even Trevor Story. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, in Javi Baez was injured a little bit, but I would say that he. I yeah, probably he take him. Up. Um, I'd probably take him over uh, Simeon. Dude, uh, Simeon was the top three, like you said. He was a finalist. He he beat out Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu for mm-hmm. that third spot. It was basically between Trout and Bregman. Um, but we'll get there in a little bit here because there's the outfield we have to get to. And I just mentioned, and you know, Mike Trout, you only had three to pick from, from both leagues and then the third right. base. So third base, you know, Bregman wasn't you know, in the final two in terms of, uh, the MVP. Uh, I probably would have voted for Alex Bregman in terms of the MVP, but at third base this season, I didn't go with Alex Bregman as the best third baseman. I went with world series champion, Anthony Rendon. And I don't even fault you for going that way. Um, I actually didn't go Anthony Rendon or Alex Bregman. I went Nolan Arenado. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nolan! Yes. I love it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're telling me on, on a year he's not even in top two, he's still putting up 41 home runs, almost 120 RBIs. The guy's an absolute animal. You know, I love that pick uh, because I am one of the many people that that love Nolan Arenado. He seems to be. I would say if we did a poll on our favorite players in in our fantasy baseball league, I feel like Nolan would be like number one because I feel like a lot of people have him up there. It seems to be a very popular pick. Yeah, um, he, he is very well liked. But no, but back to this, uh, I think you know Rendon's OPS was second most, uh, only point oh oh five less than Alex Bregman's, but he also hit. And I told you, I kind of went with averages a little bit here. He batted three nineteen with the aforementioned. Uh, high home run in, in RBI totals. Nolan's a good pick. Uh, I've fallen the I fall in the trap a lot of times too of the people that kind of say, okay, well he plays in Colorado. Even though I hate that argument, it's kind of also something that factors in. This is actually a down year for for Nolan, which it's kind of crazy to say. <laughs> That's how good yeah, he is. it is. Yeah, it is. And I think there's some merit. I think the splits have shown there is a little bit of an obvious difference in his stats home and away, but. Uh, at the end of the day, I, you know, he played 155 games. He went out there, got it done. I mean, he he raked like he usually does. So. Yeah, maybe down year wasn't uh, the right term, but yeah, I just Putting felt- up 315 average. I mean, <laughs> yeah. geez. I, I, I see, no no prisoners. I, I guess I just felt that there was a couple better there. I probably put Rendon and Bregman just above them, but uh, I respect it. That's why we have uh, it's a common law of baseball podcast where we can disagree on these things, but have a, a, a fair argument for both. Catcher's tough, so, man. Catch, yeah, catcher's tough. Catcher. And they put the frame rates or whatever, the frame they did. analytic in there too, which kind of made me affect my, my pick, actually. Yeah, that threw me off a little, honestly. I went... Because uh, I, I yeah. I'm not used to seeing the frame rate. So seeing it, like, initially, it was just kind of like, oh, I don't really know how to factor in that stat. Um, but I, I, I did let it uh, influence me a little. Me too, because I actually went with the guy who had the best frame rate and is the most recent guy to get a long-term deal in Yasmani Grandal. Ooh. Did he have the highest he had the highest frame rate? Yeah, he had plus 13. The second highest would be Roberto Perez at plus 12. Okay. And the best batter um, on the season, which you would, if you look at the numbers, the best OPS, best uh, average, uh, not quite the best average, but almost right there with the most home runs. Nice. Was Mitch Garver, or not home run, most home runs either. Anyway, Mitch Garver, I think, was the best all-around catching hitter, but he had a minus three frame rate. Yeah, and um, I think that actually factored into my choice. I was actually between him and JT Realmuto, and 
the frame rate actually made me choose Real Muto over Garber. Um, I yeah, think nice. Real Muto put over put similar power numbers up, uh, similar to Yasmani Grandal. He had a couple, a few less home runs, but mm. a few more RBIs and uh, a noticeably better average. Yeah, he did. Uh, the OPS, I gave uh, it to Grandal you know. a little bit. On base percentage yeah. was a little bit was was pretty good for for Grandal. And uh, real quick, I mean that's a good signing for the White Sox that we talked about on the for our first podcast. But the White Sox are going to be real, man. They're 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 coming. The big signing of Grandal. Yeah, that, that's a big impact bat. Um, curious to see where they slot him at. I've seen some uh, some writers on Twitter kind of is he going to be a six guy, the six the six hole. Or where I don't know. That's that's a little interesting because they have a lot of young guys coming up too. So um, they're going to have a pretty stacked lineup. All right, let's move it along here. Here is the most uh, biased uh, pick here because now we have a designated hitter slot, so no one from the National League has a chance here. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but no chance. Who, who'd you go with here? Um, I think it comes down to actually. Eh, there's three people <laughs> I would have voted for, even though Solaire hit 40 home runs. He's not one of the three. But who, yeah, I mean, I, I think the three obvious choices were Alvarez, Cruz, and JD Martinez. Yeah. I went with Nelson Cruz. Um, Same. I mean, the guy missed so many games, and he still put up absolute. Um, I mean, a full season's worth of numbers. Crazy, right? I thought it was no brainer. I put Nelson Cruz. I mean, because you look at the numbers, compare him to Jordan Alvarez, and this is no fault to Alvarez. He came out, you know, late, but that's just part of the uh, the award. And uh, in, in the voting process here, and their average is almost as equivalent. Uh, the OPS is close enough to where you're like, there's really not that that that, that big a difference. And then so you look at the overall power numbers, and you say, oh, he had he had 14 more home runs and 30 more RBIs. I'm gonna go with Nelson Cruz here. So that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the easy one. All right, outfield is gonna be interesting here because I'm really in- intrigued to see if you had the same three. Uh, I doubt it because well, you have to choose three here. So. What are I'm gonna ask you your three first because I think that I am I have a surprising pick here. Well, I can just tell based off how you prefaced it <laughs> that we're not gonna have the same three. I went no brainers. I went Christian Yelich, um, Cody Bellinger, and Mike Trout. Uh, they were just obvious choices. Best three best players uh, in the entire league all year, I think, and uh, they were kind of no brainers in my opinion. Yeah, um, I had Yelich, I had Bellinger, and I. Did not put Mike Trout on the list. And I'll tell you why. I, I think that in today's day and age, we kind of don't really pay attention to stolen bases as much. And not that that should be the end-all, be-all, but when I look at Ronald Acuna Jr., I think, fine, the OPS isn't really that close to Mike Trout's, but he still hit 41 home runs. He still drove in 101 RBIs, uh, or still drove in 101 runs, and he almost stole 40 bases, 37 stolen bases. I, I went with Ronald Acuna. I, I just felt like... I I value that stolen base total over this season, and I know people kind of have a, a vendetta against Acuna because of certain things in terms of hustle. I, I think it's a little a little unfair. I mean, it's fair because it's happened, but also too, I, he's a really really good player. So I just kind of went, went with Acuna over Trout there, just for uh, running. Really. Like, look, Trout is fantastic, but he's no longer that five to a play. We really look at him because he only stole what eleven bases. Yelich had 30, so I I just think that the stolen bases put me over the top with Acuna, personally. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Uh, it's, and the average isn't know, that it's, much it's, different either. Yeah. Acuna had a lot of strikeouts, though. Um, I think I, mean, Trout, I think on a slower year, he probably would have 
uh, been a favorite, in my opinion, for the NL MVP. But in this kind of crowded, power number esque year, I, I, I just kind of saw him as on the outside looking in. Um, but I think he's a fine pick. He had great numbers, also. Yeah, I mean, kind of a lower than ideal OPS though. Eight eight three. Yeah, it's not fantastic. It's he doesn't not really, fantastic. He doesn't high, high walk enough. Rate. Yeah, he doesn't walk enough. I mean, Trout's OPS also, is, is massive because the dude walks an incredible amount, and I I can't take anything away from that uh, at all. But everything else, all things considered, uh, he also stole thirty more bags than than Trout. So I don't know if that evens out in your mind, but for for this argument in this situation, I'm going to say it does for me. <laughs> okay, he's, he might have been Acuna might have been tied for the highest, uh, the most caught stealing. Did he get caught a lot? Numbers. He got caught nine times. I see two others with nine times, which was Michael Conforto and Malik Smith. You gotta try, man. You gotta try to. to... You gotta get. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you can't steal what you don't try to. That makes Christian Yelich pretty impressive, though. Thirty stolen bases. Probably only got caught a few times. Yeah, low, I mean, low key, he's another guy. His season got cut short too because of injury. Yep. So I mean, give him another month. His numbers gonna be off the charts. I'm a trout hater. Just call it. Just call me a trout hater. Just call me a trout hater. You're, you're a trout hater. All right. <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I pointed out. Look. I pointed it out. I was like, and I, I I laid it out there. I said, "All right, Trout just won an MVP. Congratulations! What third one he's won? Uh, you know, he missed the whole September, but fine, he won the MVP. But how many times has he led our fantasy baseball league in points? Has he ever? And the reaction was pretty clear. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure by one particular player that I won't, a person I won't name, and maybe you can if you want. But I was like, oh no, he definitely has multiple times. And I did the research, and he's never because of strikeouts. He's never led the league, our league, in points. So just. Yeah, Let it's a fascinating out. point to make. Um, although he does consistently lead, in my and opinion, probably has one of the highest average uh, finishes yeah. in points. And this is this wasn't even factoring in pitchers. We're talking just batters. He's never finished as the best batter in a season oh, since he broke into the league in, in uh, well, 2011, but really 2012. So just, yeah, just putting it out there. Injuries and strikeouts. He's never been injuries, the best Yeah, I agree. Batter. I'd say injuries more than strikeouts, in my personal opinion. I'm a trout lover. New Jersey well, guy. How do you not like Trout? Well, not like, but like you can't not say he's as good as he is because he is. There's he no denying does. it. He just does. All right, we gotta hurry up here so we can get to the main course. Uh, starting pitchers are pretty set in stone. Now, I just want to talk about. We didn't really talk about awards on the last podcast. I was kind of thinking about it here for a second, and look, Justin Verlander had fantastic numbers, but I think Garrett Cole probably should have won the Cy Young now. Uh, he absolutely should have. I'll tell you what's even more interesting. I ran into Greg Amstinger at a basketball game the the day after that award was handed down, and I expressed to him my disgust with the fact that Justin <laughs> Verlander beat out Garrett Cole. I mean, it's absolute anarchy, in my personal opinion. Garrett Cole goes out. I mean, the guy's breaking records, and it just breaks my heart. Had a high, had a lower ERA too, which is worth noting. Yeah, the the okay. So here's how I looked at it, right? The, the 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 guys who vote for the award usually love a low ERA. Well, obviously, but also the the high strikeout numbers. And look, Verlander got to three hundred as well. But you're talking about a guy who dominated the strikeout numbers. He had twenty more, twenty six more strikeouts than Verlander. And Verlander had three hundred. Yeah, he, he had another. He, he yeah, he did. He had also an extra start. An extra start, but that, you can't um, fault him for that. <laughs> you can't. And I and I also think another thing that put. JV over the top was the fact that he did throw a no hitter this season. 
So, okay. I mean, yeah. The whip. The whip was point eight. Whip was also lower. Yeah. Point eight versus point eight nine. But look, I right. think Garrett Cole. The fact that you you're telling me that he didn't lose a start after mm-hmm. May, isn't that a factor into something? Yeah. Like if the team didn't lose a game he pitched in for the last four months of the season. <laughs> Literally until the, in the World Series was the first time he lost since mid-May. So th- that's why I probably would have gone with, with, with Cole. But both those guys and DeGrom, who won it in the NL, are on my my yeah. starting pitcher rotation uh, as well. Is that same for you, I would imagine? Yeah, I got those three. DeGrom, Cole, Verlander. All right, so our, our, our last two might be different here. Um, my second to last one that I went with is uh, Jack Flaherty. I, he's on mine. Okay, so we're four for great, four. Great minds think alike. Our number five might be a little bit different here, probably because of, of, of a personal... Um, personal, personal thing here for me. Listen, let me, let me go on a, on a limb right now and say I guarantee we have the exact same person. Really? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not sure. Actually, I see two names that it could be either or. Um, I have one of them though. Okay, you, well, you want to hear? It? Yes, go for it. My last guy was Charlie Morton. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So we 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 gave it. We're five for five here. We're five for five. <laughs> I love it. All right. I mean, I'm, sur- I'm a little a bit surprised. Season. I'm surprised you didn't go with your boy Walker Bueller or I don't yeah, know, Shane Bieber. I was considering it. I was considering it, but then I thought to myself, um, he, he and Patrick Corbin had kind of like a somewhat similar year, and I kind of saw some names better than Corbin, so I, I didn't want to be too, too biased and pick Walker if I thought he wasn't also yeah. one of the top five. So I, Scherzer, I Strasburg. All right. But no, I'm with you. Charlie Morton. Yeah. Guy's an animal. I'll tell you what, watching him pitch, I've watched a lot of pitchers pitch. He has some of the filthiest breaking balls I've mm-hmm. seen on TV. Period. Yeah. This is a guy who wanted to retire probably a couple seasons ago, and he's just like, I, I can't retire. I'm throwing the best I've ever thrown in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully just that when continues. he thought it was over, he just went to Houston and was like, I'm not done yet. And here he is, still yeah, throwing. The two-seamer... With the curveball, like so the, the one. I mean, filthy. they look the same out of the hand. One mm-hmm. cuts in on you, and then the other is is cutting away from. It. I mean, it's 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 unhittable. It's 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 amazing. Um, so yeah, that I'm, I'm wow five for five. I'm a little bit a little lost for words. Are we gonna be two for two on the relievers though? Probably not. We're gonna be one for one. We're gonna we're gonna share one one of the same. Yeah, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Kirby or Kirby Yates. Yeah, I, I have him Kirby as one Yates. of my. So I'm going to assume that you don't have Josh Hader, which is my second. I don't. <laughs> I went with a personal bias that I had this season for my fantasy team, which was Brandon Work. Oh, had yeah, of course. Numbers. How could I forget? You, you want to talk about a guy with an absolutely absurd <laughs> strikeouts per nine. Josh Hader? Brandon Work. Josh Hader is 16.4. Brandon Workman might have a higher one. No, he does not. I'm looking at it right now. It's 13.1. Oh, yeah, you're right. 13.1. But no, I, I respect it. I respect it. He's on the list. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 13.1. That's rough. It's not bad. But, yeah, I took him. I mean, his ERA is a lot better. I mean, Josh Hader. 2.46 fit. So we went to Milwaukee, dude, and Josh Hader was letting up like big time home runs. Even in the playoffs, he was, you know, susceptible. So. If you're picking Brandon Workman, I would make the argument that it's because of the ERA was sub two. 
Yeah, uh, he was a little more consistent. Josh Hader was, don't get me wrong, he wasn't filthy, but he, he was going through streaks of, you know, I'm filthy, I'm giving up home runs to everybody. It, it just was all over the place. To lefties, um, too. Give up give up 15 home runs this season. Yep. Which is crazy. But I still also, It's also, no, Brandon Workman's ERA plus was 256. Which is absurd. <laughs> Only 16 saves, though. So this is, this is the closer position. Guess, yeah, but he was, he was also, they were a, going by committee the whole year until really he wasn't solidly in the closer spot until August. Yeah, it does say relief pitcher. It doesn't say closer. So I'll give yeah. it to you. All right. So he had one home run all, all year. That's impressive, especially the year of the home run. That That is impressive. So yeah. that was interesting. That's interesting. And, uh, you know, we Thank had a you. lot similar. Uh, only a couple differences, and I feel like we argued it correct. All right. So we're. 25 minutes in here, and I think we're going to spend 25 minutes on that. We're going to spend 25 minutes on the – so you found – you came across something on the internet of make a team uh, based on your first name, right? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Um, don't remember exactly who posted it. But I feel like it was one of those baseball uh, sites. Uh, and they said, come up with the, your best starting lineup. Every player shares the first uh, – same first name as you. Any spelling. So that's what we did. Any, you, yeah, you can get a little loose with the spelling yep. and whatnot if you, if you need help filling it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to preface this by saying, like, both of us kind of felt like, oh, really, there isn't a lot of Eric's or and, and it sounds like you. Like, there wasn't too many Johns that are, like, no, you know, known. But also, too, yeah. anyone out there who has, like, a weird name, like, if you have Vladimir, you're like, well, I have the Guerreros, and then who else? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know, but you know. Bear in mind that you know we're all we're all in this together. Yeah, you, it's <laughs> tough. It's it's one of those things too. You know, you really just got to get on Google and and find out what names are gonna service. Oh, for sure. I thought of at least six or seven of mine. I had to uh, find two extra ones for me, and they were well. I'll say this: I thought of a whole nine off the top of my head, but they weren't with Eric. They, yeah, with Eric's, but there weren't they weren't wow. necessarily the best nine. If that makes any sense. So I had to like. I mean, that's so impressive. So I, I felt like, all right, I'll, you know, I forgot about, I'll, I'll, we'll get to it, but I forgot about one or two that were from like the 80s and 90s that I was like, okay, those are probably a little bit better than, say, and this is one I didn't use, uh, Eric Hinsky. You know, so I, I thought of Hinsky, but I was, but. Okay. But I'm not using him because there's better options. Um, right. For you, I've, I've thought of quite a few. So I'm interested that you, if you chose them or not, and I'll give you my thought process on the end. Of course, you're going to use John Dowd, right? No, <laughs> no, John Dow- John Down, one of the best baseball players in MVP baseball 2005. I would have given that as a pass for you. <laughs> you you remember that the whole Barry Bonds no. thing? Barry Bonds uh, didn't give his uh, name up to the players' union or whatever, and so therefore in MVP baseball 2005, they had to replace him with uh, a guy named John Down. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Bill Belichick move. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is, New England head coach. <laughs> Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, all right, so you, how do you want to do this? Do you do you want us to go back and forth, or do you want one? We'll do team? we'll do back and forth by position. Okay, cool. You want to start at the battery? Yeah, I I can, I can start. I mean, it, it's this one was one of the few no brainers. Um, one of the best catchers of all time, Johnny Bench. Mm, yeah, that that's, was that's easy. who I chose as my as my catcher. And you go by Johnny, so that's one of the better ones too. Right? Yeah, I mean that, that one. It felt like a, a glove. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's too easy. Yeah, it's a little bit better than mine. Uh, I went with Eric Kratz, uh, the hero, though. Of oh, okay. The hero of the 27, eight, or 27, 2018 NLDS yeah. for the Milwaukee Brewers, Eric Kratz. Excellent choice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how many home runs a do you think he has? A journeyman, an yeah. absolute journeyman. How many home runs do you think he has uh, in, the, in his career? Career? Uh, 46. Mm, a little bit lower, 31. <laughs> his batting average is 205, but he probably oh, is the best catcher named Eric, I think. I uh, could be forgetting. Uh, didn't I, maybe... I, th- I think you're probably right. I could have not done enough research here, but uh, <laughs> Eric Kratz. All right. Uh, I think Johnny Bench edges him out a little bit. You know what? Maybe, like, had maybe a little maybe bit. Hair. Maybe a little bit. All right. <laughs> so I'll go first for first baseman. This is my favorite one because uh, he is also an Eric H. Okay, we're both Eric okay. H's. So Eric Hosmer is my first baseman. His okay. career isn't done yet, so we can't necessarily put him in the history books of who was better for his entire career, possibly whoever you end up going with. But this guy has been very, very good. He's a World Series champion, and I'm I'm very happy to have Eric Hosmer on my squad. We're both Eric H's, like I said, and. Uh, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. I have a jersey of a Royals uh, and Haas Mermaid Man, 2016 uh, Pioneer Fantasy Baseball League champ. Haas Mermaid. Yeah, I mean, man. he's my he's, he's my man. He's, he's my a, guy. He's a champion. Any way you look at it, real life, exactly. Fantasy world. Yep. He, he's winning everywhere. Let's go. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I went with I went with a name that I wasn't overly familiar with until you know I did the research, and that is Johnny Mize. Johnny Mize. What? Johnny Mize. What, you, you, what era? Some background about him. He played in the era of the 30s through the 50s. And he's Dang. a Hall of Famer, 10-time All-Star, 5-time World Series champ. Um, he's a stud. 359 career home runs. 312 career batting average. So, I mean, he's an absolute stud. It's kind of a no-brainer. It's between him and... And John Olerud. John Olerud! He didn't make the cut. Yes. He didn't make the cut, though. Come on! I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, one's a Hall of Famer. And the one's other, a Hall of Famer. The other's known for Ricky Henderson not really remembering his name, right? Or some, There's some story with Ricky Henderson and John Olerud. Speaking of Ricky Henderson, you were willing to give me Ricky Henderson. I was willing to give, yeah. But I, I was like, no, nope, uh, no. Nope. I just wanted to be flexible. <laughs> make this happen. All right, second baseman was tough for me. Um, I, I don't think I really found a true Eric second baseman uh, off the top of my head. I'm currently playing, still another, another current player, Eric Sogard. Okay. Um, I'm a fan of his. I was on – he was hot and cold this year, but I, he had a really big stretch this season. I had him on my fancy team during that uh, stretch with the Blue Jays, and he was in, uh, ended up being traded to the Rays in the playoffs. Uh, he's been a journeyman as well, Not hit, does not hit for a ton of power, um, but he's kind of a – you know – He's good to have the uh, the leadership role at second base. He's not going to you know, he's play he's going to play good defense at second. He's not going to you know be the best hitter in the lineup, uh, but he'll have a, a good leadership role for my squad. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you right now, Eric Sogard hit probably more home runs this season than my second base Johnny did in his career. So <laughs> it's noteworthy, but he's not a Hall of Famer. And my second baseman is Johnny Evers, Hall of Famer, MVP winner, three time All Star. Uh, he's another played in the 1900s, 1910 era, and absolute stud. Not putting up power numbers, but by all means, Hall of Famer. You're telling me he won an MVP but didn't hit any home runs? 
He won an MVP in 1914. And, and had no home runs. Or For the Boston Braves. One home he run? Had, he had one home run that season. I mean, he had to have pretty good other numbers, no? Uh, no. I mean, who was giving up? Who's giving him an MVP then? <laughs> the league. <laughs> the league. He Man. beat out a whole bunch of guys. What a time it would be to live. Rabbit Marinville, Bill James, George Burns. Um. So he won the NL MVP. What a time to be no. alive back then, man. When you got these. Listen. <laughs> we're talking about a spirit animal. I mean, I played baseball all my life. Couldn't really hit home runs. This guy's winning MVP with hitting one. Jeez. <laughs> second baseman. I was second baseman in high school. This is a perfect fit for me. <laughs> all right. I already forgot his name. John what? Johnny Evers. Johnny Evers. Wow. You you have the old school team, man. I'm sticking um, with people that people might have actually heard of listening to this podcast. Uh, Eric, oh, I- Eric Ibar, my shortstop. Okay. Long time Los Angeles Angel. Uh, once yeah, again, not in. much power going on here. Uh, but he, he was formidable enough. I mean, he won a gold glove. At one point, he was an all-star once in 2014. So, uh, Eric Ibar. Okay. Um, it's for third base, correct? Uh, I went shortstop first. You went shortstop? Okay. Yeah. My shortstop's a little more um, well-known. I went Johnny Pesky. Okay. Uh, Do you, you know, you tried to go we're as still much stuck Johnny? in the in the fifties with my team. We're still stuck in the fifties. You said you tried to stick um, more with Johnny, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was between him and Johnny Peralta. Ooh, that's a name I know for shortstop. And um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure. There, there wasn't really a clear difference between the two, except for um, the fact that Johnny Peralta spells it J H O. J-H-O-N-N-Y. Yeah. Yeah. So I was by spelling. I'm giving him Petsky. Didn't he get tested positive for steroids too? Peralta? I mean, we don't talk about it. Okay. He might have. All right. But anyway, yeah. might have and did. The Pesky pull at shortstop. All right. I love it. Yeah. All right. I feel like you should get my third baseman. You may or may not remember, but like I feel like he's he was kind of well known. I definitely know it. You definitely know it? Uh, whether I'm going to pronounce it right is is up in the air. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I'm pretty sure you picked Eric Chavez. Yeah, Chavez, Chavez, Chavez. I Chavez. say Ch- Chavez, but I've heard Chavez. Chavez. I think uh, it's Chavez. I'm going to stick with Chavez. I don't know. Yeah, he's probably the most like well known. Probably the most well known Eric, maybe of our of our time. I mean, because he was good good at third base. Um, with the Yankees I think for a little bit. I think you have one more left that's probably a little more well known. You think? Oh, well, interesting. It is interesting. I wonder who you think it is. Um, yeah, no, I'm going. I went with him. He's a Gold Glove winner multiple times at third base. He finished top thirty in the MVP voting. Top thirty, yes, four times. <laughs> 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 but no, he was a good player. Uh, definitely, probably going to be end up being along with Eric Cosmer as uh, one of the more powerful guys in my lineup. So, love it. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick. I, I liked watching him. Uh, when- when I grew up, um, I went with John McGraw. John right. McGraw, third base. He's a Hall of Fame manager. Oh, so he's got the, the IQ. Yeah, it's a, he's from. Uh, he hails from New York State. Um, but yeah, I just didn't have too much working with. He's another one. Thirteen career homers, 
334 career batting average, 45 career war. So, I mean, he's getting it done. He's getting it done. Walked a lot. Great on base percentage. So, I'm, I feel pretty good about it. My team's trying to get on base. We're not trying to hit home runs. I think we're both kind of like that. I feel like yeah, we're, we're gonna we're playing small ball. Yeah, yeah I'm not even sure I have a 300 hitter though. So, well, <laughs> onto the outfield. Um, I think I know one of your outfielders. I, I hope I hope I do. I think you do too. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna start with mine. Eric Davis. He's played for the Reds a long time. Um, he is played from '84 to 2001. He was okay. an All Star twice in '87 and '89. And career high home runs, thirty four. He might be one again, once again. Thirty or career high thirty seven home runs in nineteen eighty seven. He might be along with the with. He actually might be the the best power hitter. I said I said Hosmer and Chavez. It might be Eric Davis here. Okay. I'm um, putting him in left. I'm putting him in left. Okay. Yep. Put him in the left. Yeah. My my left fielder is, I think, well known. I think you're probably thinking of someone I have in center right now, but I think you're yeah. also going to know this player off the top of your head. I went with John Crock in left. All right. Uh, it's a little bad defense. 300 batting average, 100 career home runs. So, I mean, he's going to get the job done. He finished in the top 17 of MVP voting three times in a row. Sweet. All right, so my um, you, Yeah, cut and dry. Get yeah, to center. Pretty cut and dry. Center field for me. Uh, I'm not even sure he played center field, but I'm putting him there. Right? He's going to play there. His his son played there. Uh, Eric Young Sr. And I want to get Oh, okay. What if I get the two for the, for the price as one, right? Ready for I this? like that. Two for the price as one. Eric Young Sr. will bat, and Eric Young Jr. will play center. How about that? How about yeah, that? He was a, he, he's been on ESPN several times with his glove. Uh, 283 batting average, so that's probably one of the better batting averages from the Eric's that I have uh, accumulated here. Uh, and then he also stole a lot of bases as well, just like his son. It was also it was also a speedster, but obviously Eric Young, senior, a little bit better of an overall baseball player, all star in 1996, played in multiple uh, teams, but the most time he spent with the team, I believe, was with with the Colorado Rockies and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So uh, Eric Eric Young, senior, as the batter, and Eric Young, junior, as the fielder and center. How about that? I like that. I like that a lot. And uh, uh, in center, I think I went with probably the most well known Johnny for. Um, the viewers out there that are in Johnny our age group, I went with Johnny Damon. Damon. Yeah. All right. So, Red Sox and Yankee fans. I wonder how. We, I actually think Red Sox fans. I don't even know what they feel about Johnny Damon. Uh, probably somewhat of a traitor. Yeah. Like, he was. He was one of the. Won a World Series there, so not much you can say. Guy's a champion. Definitely looked better on the Red Sox once he got clean cut in the Yankees. I think uh, a lot of people lost some respect for him. I wonder, clean. I wonder if the reason, the fact that Johnny Damon worked out with the Yankees was the reason they gave Ellsbury that money. You think that had anything to do with it? I think it did. I think it did. Will the Yankees get the twenty-six or whatever million back? You think from Ellsbury? I think they're gonna. I think there's gonna end up being some sort of settlement, probably for. Uh, they'll probably end up paying Ellsbury. I'd probably guess between ten and sixteen million of that. I'd take that. I'd take that. Yeah, I think that's going to end up happening. Yeah, Damon, definitely a good pick there for you. That was definitely what I was thinking, obviously. And um, are you are you mandating beard or no beard out there? Caveman or no caveman? I'm mandating beard. All right. Cool. Yeah. He gave, he, listen, Johnny Damon with the beard, put it all on the line every single day. He sure did. That's all I can say. All right, so here's, here's my last guy. I mentioned at the top that I wasn't going to use Eric Hinsky. And then I realized that the guy I have in right field, Eric Kinski, might actually be a better player. 
you tell me if, if, I, if I made the wrong choice here. Okay. Uh, Eric Thames. <laughs> Eric Thames. I had... Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Hinsky. Yeah, I think Hinsky's a better better choice here. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he played a lot He played a lot longer. But if you count the years he spent, you know, what didn't he go to Korea? Um, he was either Korea or, sure. or Japan. It was one of the two. If you count those years, you know, maybe there's some numbers to be had there. But this is a guy who hit 31 home runs in 2017. So I felt like maybe the pop is he's giving you the pop of the more modern day pop that you'd, you'd want. Uh, but overall, maybe Hinsky's a better player. Uh, but still, Thames or Hinsky, maybe alternating right field. Do we get a bench here? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm going to go with Hinsky, I guess, as the right fielder. But Thames is a close second, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, my my right fielder, I went with Johnny Collison. Collison, um, another guy played in the '60s, '70s okay. eras. Career: 226 homers, uh, 38 career WAR, career OPS. His average OPS plus was 115. So, um, getting it, getting the job done and, and right. All right, before we get to the pitchers, I want to just give you my our mascot here for the Eric's team. Uh, and you mentioned Greg Amsinger being MLB Network. I'm going with MLB Network's own Eric Burns as our mascot. The guy brings a ton of energy, and he's going to be out there bringing us energy at the top of the dugout and uh, cheering yeah, cheer for the Eric's. You, why don't you put him in the field? You want me to put him on? Well, you, you don't you don't think he could beat out Eric Kainsky? I don't know, man. Do you think Eric Burns is better than Eric Hinsky? I, I don't know. I think Hinsky was a pretty... Solid player. I mean, I also had Thames there over Hinsky for a second. I I, I maybe put yeah. Burns out there. I looked at yeah. his overall numbers, Burns. I did, and it, they weren't great. They're not great. But they're they're probably similar to Hinsky. Yeah. Hinsky hit more home runs. Pitching pitching wise, we decided to go with one pitcher each. Um, but I have yeah. I have three that I have in mind. At one starter. Well, we can go one starter, one closer. So I have one starter, one closer, and one uh, guy that I kind of had to mention. I felt like. Okay. So I'll start with him. Um, this guy right here is the epitome of the Eric's. Um, he's a pitcher, pitched from 1914 to 1922. <laughs> and his name, none other than Eric Erickson. Eric Erickson. <laughs> you got to respect it. Yeah, he's double from, name. From Sweden. I should have gotten a John Johnson. <laughs> John Johnson. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to mention him because, you know, we're talking about the Eric, team of Eric's. He's right there, Eric Erickson. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the closer was the guy you said that might be the most recognizable guy for me. Is yeah, that, yeah, Eric Gagne. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Canadian from Montreal, Canada. Uh, pretty good closer for probably what three years, and then he really kind of fell off when he went to the Milwaukee 2008 and just never pitched in the major leagues again. He did win a Cy Young award. In 2003, so uh, definitely gonna Eric Eric Gagne in his prime would be I I'd be happy to have him as my closer. I might end up having to throw him three innings because we're not gonna have enough runs to to be able to to win here. But uh, I'm happy with him as our closer. Yeah, that's those are kind of no brainers. Um, my, with my starting pitcher, well, isn't your starter and closer the same guy? Well, see, <laughs> it was gonna be, and then I was like, you know, I gotta find. I gotta find a different guy. So for starting, for starter, I went with John Franco. Okay. Um, good numbers. Played for the Reds and the Mets, uh, and then 
90s, all the way through the early 90s, uh, 2000s. Good, good numbers, great starter. Uh, four-time All-Star. Career 2.89 ERA, which is impressive. That is pretty good. Different era, though. Yeah. Different, different era. And now with my closing pitcher, it's probably who I could have gone with either way as a closer or a starter, which was John, John Smoltz. Yep, there it is. Mr. John Smoltz. So your best, that's yeah. your best play right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have, you have multiple or Hall Johnny of Famers. Uh, or Johnny Bunch. You're right. You're right. That could be one or the other. You have multiple Hall of Famers. I don't think I have one. I don't think I have one Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, I think I've got, I'm supporting like maybe. Four Hall of Famers, Johnny Bench, Johnny Mize, Johnny Evers. I mean, Johnny Evers, John McGraw. One, one home run in an MVP award. I mean, that's that's I mean, very impressive. That's back That's back when baseball was baseball. I had Eric Bedard as my last starter. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. What about him? He wasn't great. I mean, he had some good years. He had about four good years, similar to Gagne. These Eric's, they kind of lose it. You know, they, they're good for a good burst of time, and then they just absolutely tinker off. Um, but some good years with Baltimore and Seattle. I'll take them. Uh, lefty. Listen, and I just want to make a side note. I didn't put this person on my team, but Honus Wagner, his first name is technically J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S. I didn't qualify that, but I'm just putting it out there. Isn't that like Johan, though? I, I don't know how you pronounce that, honestly, because I believe he's just American, so I'm not sure how you pronounce that. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but yeah, you're not taking Honus Wagner, all right, man. He, he, I, I'm, I, I left him on the roadside. He's a Jonas. He's a Onus. Yeah. Well, no, he, that, he that's why they call him Onus, right? Because if it's Jonas, but may, maybe that's what happened. Maybe his name was Onus, but people didn't know how to spell it, and they oh, spelled H O N U S instead of the way he's supposed to spell it with the J. Yeah, I, I guess so. How about them apples? Either way, it doesn't qualify as a John, so he, he's left. Yeah. Left to, uh, no. All right, I think you win. You know what? I thought you know I thought we might have to get an arbitrator in here, you know, actually take this to court and get somebody to actually rule on this, but uh, I'm willing to concede. I think the Johns would, would whoop the Erics. I really do. Uh, I think we I think we have a pretty good case. Not not a lot of power, but a lot of average. I think we're getting on base. We're winning the small ball game any day. You know, I, I, you know what? But, like, Eric, it'd be it'd be a four to three game. <laughs> you think so? Keep it that yeah. close. Yeah, Eric Gagne is probably to go five innings. You know, you know, throw his arm out to keep this thing close. Cool. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. And you know, you know who's going to get the game winning home run though? Johnny Evers. He's going to be like, he's going to be like, oh, here we go. I'm going to break it out when the time matters. When it, when it, when, it, when the game matters. <laughs> that's when he hit the first one to get the MVP. Yeah, that's probably how he won it. He probably hit it in the biggest moment possible. Probably. <sighs> All right, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I think we should tease ahead here that we have our Hall of Fame podcast coming out next week, I think, is what we're going to try to do. That's what we're trying to do. Very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not too far off from them being announced, so we'll have to get our picks in right. uh, relatively soon. All right, um, I'm Eric Hanneman, along with Johnny Inguajado. Yes. Yes, the jury is still out on what jury we said out. here today, but... You can let us out know how we did uh, at Eric A twenty four five on Twitter, or you can email the common or just common law of baseball at gmail dot com. If any ideas for the podcast, also g- give us a, an email there as well. Good job, Johnny. All right. It was a pleasure. You're feeling good, right? You're feeling good. We're feeling good. We're like what uh, about a month now into the off season, and and I feel like we're we're really killing it. Oh yeah. 
think so. All right. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to the Common Law of Baseball podcast. You can download it. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. That, that'll be really cool to get some subscribers as well as so you listen every single week. And, uh, and and guess what that means? It automatically downloads into your podcast feed. And whether you listen on one and a half speed or two two times speed, I mean, just listen. That's all That's all we care about. That's all we care about. That's all we care about. All right. That, that's it. That's it, Johnny. See you next that's time. It. Signing off.